What's up, my man? How you doing, Dave? Good. How are you? Good. Move the mic a little closer to you. There, there you go. go. We good now? Yeah, absolutely. How, how's the week been up to this point? The bye week last week, did, that, did you get some rest? Oh, for sure. The bye weeks was, I think, at the perfect time for us. I mean, we were a team that played three tough away games and then came back home for one more at Bridgeforth, and then giving us that bye gives us a little bit extra week to rest and prepare for this one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Chris, I'm going to bring you in. Chris Brooks is with us and, and is most of the time. You know, Tell me about Francis when he first got to, to JMU, to where he is right now. Well, let me turn you up. I might want to turn your mic on. There we go. <laughs> uh, Francis has come a long way. I mean, you talk about a guy who, I mean, he was fighting for just the opportunity to get on the field. Yeah. And, and now he's now he's a main player. I mean, we knew Francis, very intelligent player. He's a gamer. And I'm, I'm glad to finally see that work pay off because, I mean, it's been a long, I mean, what, this is year six, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a long time. Like, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, a long time. I still go back to uh, when, because uh, what, you're a Steelers fan, right? I am. When we had a Steeler out at, at practice and Coach Trot, he was so, I, I just remember he looked like a little kid on Christmas morning wanting to, wanting to meet a Steeler and uh, got a chance to <laughs> after practice. So, uh, but no, I mean, obviously, you know, he's taken advantage of opportunities and, you know, I like seeing him fly around the field. My first, I guess, my first experience with, with number 49 was, you know, I got the job obviously two years ago. I drove on a Friday, 8 a.m., got in about mid, a little after midnight, yeah. saw you early the next morning. The first game was Maine. And late in the game against Maine, <laughs> yeah. I didn't call the game. I was there with Dave Thomas and, and Clint. But um, late in the game, a pretty big play by Francis Meehan, a pick six. Yeah, right? first one. <laughs> first career pick. That's the one you remember, don't you, the, the most? I mean, you've had a couple big ones already this year, but. Yeah, um, it's definitely a memorable one. Uh, it was just kind of one of those things where, kind of like what Chris was saying, I'm a six-year guy, and for a while I was, I mean, we'll walk on. I was just fighting to get on the bus, fighting every opportunity, and. It's kind of one of those things where when the play happened, it's, it was very memorable just because it's one of those things where you kind of seen the progression of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Francis Meehan again from Wilmington, North Carolina, sixth year. And, again, he's, he's been playing great so far this year. Had a, the pick to seal it essentially against South Alabama, a pick to pretty much turn the momentum around against Virginia back in week number two. So he's been a big part of what they've done so far this year. Let's talk about this year. Then I want to get into your story. I want to get into your background and, and coming to JMU and, and your, your, your trials and tribulations, I guess, yeah. to get that led you to this point. But talk about this year and, and just the 5-0 and start, what you guys have done. You mentioned the road trips. I mean, it, it, was, it was a challenge here early in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely a tough one and. I mean, in the summer when we saw the schedule, it was one of those things where there was definitely a few games circled, this this one being George Southern included. But, I mean, we knew it was going to be a tough early road um, with UVA, just a in, like an in-state rival, right. a team we haven't played in 40 years. And then going to Troy, who won the Sun Belt. And then we're now playing George Southern, who we lost to after being ranked. Then Marshall, another team we lost to. So it's just one of those things where – we kind of saw that at the beginning of the season is going to be really tough, and it's going to it's going to really show what kind of team we are. And right now, we're sitting five and zero. Where it shows that we're resilient. Um, it shows that we we can stay under the pressure. We can stay calm. And I'm really excited to see where where we go after the bye, where where we can take mm-hmm. ourselves to. One thing that 
we talked a lot with the guys last year, including yourself, just about how connected you guys were as a team. And, and, and Coach made a lot of comments prior to the season that I just don't know this team yet. I, I, don't, I knew last year's team could come back against App State or Georgia State and, and those games like that. He knew that team. He knew they were resilient. He didn't know this, this team yet. But you guys have found out a lot about yourselves, haven't you, just with the resiliency you talked about, the different ways you're finding ways to win right now? Yeah, I mean, we definitely are a somewhat younger team than we were last year. We lost some key guys that who were really much leaders. So this year was kind of a, I guess, a new, a lot of new leaders on the team, a lot of guys who I think maybe not to the public, but as a team we knew, mm-hmm. all right, these guys, we're going to be able to, we're going to be fine. I mean, even guys like Aiden Fisher, Trent Hendricks, Jacob Thomas, like all the young guys, Tyreek Tucker, like especially on the defense side, a lot of young guys who didn't really weren't really public last year, maybe special teams, but we knew this year they were going to be guys who we're going to rely on and trust. And I mean, as you guys can see, they're they're making humongous impacts for our defense, and it's something that it's really fun to play with as as an older guy watching a lot of young guys step into positions and are able to perform, especially when, like we said, we're really resilient and. There are guys who have made the key plays, too. One thing that uh, I think has been very impressive is you found ways to win all these games, different ways, different ways to win. And, yeah. and, and you guys as a defense have been put in some tough spots because the, the other team has the football, usually the last drive, and yeah. you've got to get a stop. And it's a one-score game. Have, have yeah. you enjoyed that pressure and being able to, to kind of get that last stop? I kind of I love the pressure. For me, I think it's something for, about this defense that's like, of course, you don't want it to come down to that, but we look forward to it every week, and it's almost an ongoing joke now where it's like, like we'll, we'll make a stop, and there could be two, three minutes left on the clock, and it's like, we're going back out there. Yeah. We're going back out there, and it's like kind of just that mindset, like, no, no, matter, the, no matter what you put us in, like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna find a way to get it done, and I think that's the mm-hmm. amazing thing about this group is, like you said, there's so many different scenarios, and we're... We stay together as a group, and we, we bend and don't break, and it's just really great to see us just constantly do it, and mm-hmm. it's something really fun to do. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, it's four one-possession wins, leads the country, and you guys have been on the field at the end of all of them. Every one of them, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not like, all right, well, let's just like, take the knee and go. And we eventually get to the knee part, but, yeah. I mean, like, hey, I mean, that, that I just go back to – they were in good shape after a interesting PI call on that last drive at South Alabama, and then Aiden comes in with a seven-yard TFL on a pass, yeah. which I don't know I've ever seen that before. And then what? Jalen gets to the quarterback again, and then they flush him again, and then you get the pick. Like I don't think I've seen like you know, regardless of how the rest of the game's going, like that three-play stretch just shows like right there that it's like, hey, when the game's on the line, like hey, like these these dudes are ready for that moment. Like, and, and we saw that against Utah State, too, when, yeah. when they were cruising. I think it was when Jordan fumbled. All of a sudden, it's a 38-38 game. And then the first play, it's a negative play. Then a sack. And then <laughs> they don't get well, a first down. And then they're driving. They've got an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Aiden has the interception, you know, when we were up seven, like at the goal line. Just a great read by him. And even going back and, to, and, to the UVA game yeah. with, with, with your interception, I mean, it was an 11-point game at the time. The offense failed to, to get in. You needed something to happen, and, and you got the pick. That kind of turned the game around a little bit. So yeah, it's it's been amazing to see you guys. Even if maybe you struggle for a few consecutive drives, you've got the internal fortitude to kind of figure it out. 
Yeah. And, and that's been awesome to see. Yeah, and I think that also comes down to just our coaches. I mean, they, yeah. they put us in great positions week after week. Coach Haynes, Coach Oliver, Coach Witt, Coach Coons, like all these guys, they're putting us in great positions to to not only, like, trust ourselves, but, I mean, we trust the plays, that are, the coverages and the plays that they're going to put us in. And it's one of those things where we can play around and play fast. Down to Francis Meehan, safety for the Dukes again, sixth year from Wilmington, North Carolina. And, you know, you guys lead the country in rush defense. You were you were second in the regular season a year ago to the national champions. Talk about that. And, and that's such a, a mindset for a team to want to stop the run like you guys do and really eliminate the run. And, and Troy, they, they'd abandon the run. And they're a team that loves to run the football. That You guys have a ton of pride in that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's something that year in, year out, it's something that's always on top of our list is – we don't want teams to be able to control the run. We like we want to set the up front and we want to be able to stop the run because it's something that it, it really can change a team's game plan yeah. completely. And once they're doing that and they're scrambling, that's when we have our D linemen that are able to get opportunities to get to the football and it gives the back end opportunities to make plays on passes. And it's kind of one of those things where it's really it's one of those things that we love to have our pride in, just stopping the run. You know, talk about the the D line and what they're doing right now. We were talking a little off the air about that. Just those those four or five, six guys they're playing right now, they're playing their tails off, aren't they? It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's from and it, it makes my job easier. I mean, yeah. when you have a guy, when you have a quarterback that's that has that internal clock going, I need to get the ball before I get hit by one of these guys. It it makes it it makes him maybe not make his smartest decisions. Makes maybe the throws a little bit off, and that's where it gives Arch. RDB's chances to make plays on footballs. I mean, the makes your job easier, doesn't it? It, it makes my job <laughs> a lot easier, hundred percent, because I mean, he doesn't have time to sit back there and really see what we're doing. So it makes us play fast. But I mean, even in this off season, there were questions about our D line because we lost some key guys, and mm-hmm. for our D line to, to arguably be better than we were last year, I know it's, it, crazy. it's an argument that you can make. It's unbelievable, and um. It's uh, for me. I'm just so happy for them because they work their tails off nonstop. What I find interesting is you look at like the makeup of the starting four. Mikhail, who has in all the games he's played, I think he start you know, and he's overcoming injuries, but he's started just about every game he's played, and he got thrown into the fire as a mm-hmm. freshman during that COVID season. James Carpenter came in as a walk on, and then earned a scholarship and has been starting since his redshirt freshman year. Um. A walk-on at the FCS level, mind right. you. We're not talking FBS, but this is FCS, um, like yourself. And then you got Jamry Chroma, a guy who came in from Rutgers, who didn't have a lot of opportunities out there, and his game has transformed immensely yeah. in the last year. Even really since, like, probably second half of last year when we started seeing, like, yeah. flashes of how good he could be. And yeah. now it's like he's just taking it, taking the reins of that. And then um, Jalen Green, a guy who's been here for his whole career – and finally is getting his crack, and he's one of the nation's leaders in sacks and TFLs. Mm -hmm. Like, it's incredible to me when you look at just the makeup of it. It's not like these are all, like, these high, you know, five-star, you know, all these crazy things around them. Not a lot of highly recruited guys. No, I mean, these are guys that kind of undervalued at other places and by other teams. And and, And I've heard it from other people. They say, you have the best D-line in the country. Now, obviously, there's still a lot of football to play, but I hope at the end of the year people are still saying we have the best D-line in the country, especially just knowing where these guys have come from and what they've done to get there. And Coach Koontz does a great job with them. 
He does. Um, you know, Not the snaps they're playing right now. Because, again, in years past, it's been four guys in, four guys out. Get yeah. a lot of guys, keep them fresh. These guys are playing their tails off. And we're seeing it, as you mentioned, some of the, the plays. We're seeing it late in games, even when they've played 60 snaps or something like that. Right. So, I mean, that says a lot about them. But And, and without their two starting linebackers the last three weeks, too, you mentioned Aiden and Trent stepping up. That's I'm sure that's been fun to see some young guys step up like that. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we always – even when they came in, you could kind of see like you can't tell. they're they're gonna they're gonna be guys, yeah. and you always have those few guys where you look at them even before we even put the pads on like they they're gonna be all right, <laughs> and it's just awesome to see that when when the chances came for them they they followed through to what we thought. Right. So it it makes us feel good too because it's like I mean you can have so much trust in those guys that you you don't have to worry. And yeah, I mean they're playing their tails off right now, and it's amazing that now that since we have Taurus and TJ and Jay walk back. Like now, we have a deep room, and we have a, yeah. now just plenty of guys who can play. So no now question. we don't have to worry about them playing every snap of the game. We we can rotate, we can stay fresh, and almost it be like a hockey line. Like we can <laughs> really in can. and now stay fresh, and whoever's in, we know they're going to make plays. Yeah. We're talking to Skins JMU safety Francis Meehan. We're live at Bojangles today. Come out and join us if you will. You know. The back end a little bit, you guys have given up some yards. But, again, some of that is because teams are having to sling it around a lot because you're stopping the run. Um, but but talk about the back end right now, especially your, your safety room, because you guys, a lot of veterans back there. You guys are kind of interchangeable, you and Q and Cheese and all. And Jacob's the, the, new, the newbie on the block. Yeah. But um, talk about your room a little bit and, and how that has been over the years. It seems like it's a great room. It's an amazing room. Um, we're a really close group. We talk to each other all the time on and off the field and it's I think one of those things where yeah we're, we're a, we are a very old group and then you can even count the Rovers with Jarius and Chuck like right. they're, we're just an old group of guys who me Q and Chuck came in together as freshmen so we've had six years together and <laughs> it's been one of those things. want to see that again <laughs> yeah I feel like Chuck's been here for 10 though I don't know why I just feel like that dude's been here since I yeah. got here no I mean he is the old man on the team he is he's the oldest <laughs> I think he's the oldest guy on the team but um I think he made a comment to, that he's older than Katie his yeah. his other SIDs yeah. so he's been here that long no, I mean it's and it's one of those things where like not many guys like I mean especially for us as a DB room like not many groups have a guy like groups at three plus years together playing right and so we kind of understand our strengths and weaknesses and we can play off each other and we can be hard on each other and hold each other accountable and it's really one of those great things and then when cheese came from vmi he came right in and fit right along with all of us he's a really smart player and that's someone who i also love to play with and it's just one of those things where the safe room is old but i think we have a great relationship and we can really play off each other, which I think is the great thing. It seems like you guys are versatile, too. You can play free or strong, and the other guys can, too. Is yeah. that a strength of you guys to be able to kind of wherever you need to go and whatever's working best? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's something that helps all of us out because if someone's tired, you know, anyone else can go in and get the job done. And I think it's also really good just because we're all knowledgeable of each other's positions. So mm -hmm. maybe if one of us is on the field and someone else sees something on their side, it's we can almost help each other out like hey when when they're doing right. this on your like on the field and you're in this coverage you can kind of play it a little different or something like that and i think it's just something that we're all knowledgeable of the of each position so it kind of helps us it kind of helps us see it from other eyes and other lens from jamie safety francis me and as we're live at bojangles today he is from wilmington north carolina you know 
Talk about this week in particular with Georgia Southern. You mentioned the loss a year ago. They had over 600 passing yards a year ago. Um, I'm guessing I-, I talked to Trent and Jamry and Tyson earlier this week. Is that conversation, uh, what, what happened last year, not to let that happen again? At least from the secondary room, it's it's been in the back of our heads. Since that game? Since that game. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, especially as a defense, like we don't want to be the reason at all, ever. So it's something that we know that it's going to be a challenge. And George Southern's a great passing team. Their quarterback's one of the top throwers in the country right now for FBS. And it's going to be a challenge, but I also think that uh, it making it a little bit more personal, at least for this back end, is 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 a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that we gotta hold each other accountable, like I said, and really hunker down on what we gotta do because we know that they're gonna throw the ball. And I think it's also a week where we can prove that our secondary is making these changes and and improving. Because of course, the first couple games weren't great for us, but I think last week we played a lot better. And, no and we're yeah. we're I mean, our corners are young. And they're playing really well right now. And I think just as a whole secondary, we just got to keep building. And I think this game will be good for us in the fact that we'll be able to, I guess, we'll have more chances to, to, to show change and mm-hmm. to show that we can still step up in situations. Do you like playing teams that like to sling around like this? Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it, at least as a as a safety, you always. I mean, for me, I always want interceptions. I mean, that's something that I. I mean, I want to try to get my hand on every ball I can. So, of course, when they throw the ball more, it gives you a little bit more chances. So what he's saying is he doesn't want to play a triple option team. No, <laughs> he'll come down if he needs to. But yeah, I mean, I'll come out and tackle. But I mean, I'm here to he make wants plays the ball. on the ball. I'm here to make plays on the ball. He, <laughs> Talk about the, the interceptions that you've had, the UVA one, the one to seal against South Alabama. Again, this is your last year, so, again, everything's a little more more memorable this year, isn't it, for you? For sure. Yeah. I mean, a guy like me who, I mean, for me, I just, I'm glad I made it this far. I mean, and <laughs> something that after this year I could, I could be done playing football. So it's one of those things where something that you played your whole life, you want to kind of embrace and cherish every little moment you get. So for me, like, just being an impact that I have been is amazing, and it's something that I've always known I could do. Um, so for the rest of the season, it's something that I want to hopefully keep doing and just make as much memories as I can with me and my teammates. John Francis, me and senior safety for JMU. They get set for Georgia Southern on Saturday at noon. And, you know, take me back to growing up. But You looked like the kid that would play everything growing up, did you? Yeah. I mean, my, my parents were – People who weren't going to throw me into sports, but if I wanted to go play it, they were going to let me go play it. Yeah. And, I mean, my both my parents were college athletes, so athletic background. And for me, it was I always enjoyed playing everything. I mean, I played football, baseball, basketball, track, lacrosse. Like, so, I mean, well, I had Whatever a, was going on, you were yeah, playing, right? Yeah, whatever my friends did, I wanted to do, too. So Where'd your parents play and what'd they play? My Father was a football player at Carnegie Mellon. Okay. And then my mother was a softball player at Rutgers. Oh, really? And yeah. Okay. So nice. Some of my dad might not want to hear, but my mom, my mom was a great athlete. All state and <laughs> that's so- where you got it from. And soccer. At least some of it. <laughs> at least some of the athleticism <laughs> definitely came from my mom. But no, I mean they were both great athletes. So. You know what? What was it about football? What drew you to football? When did you kind of think that oh, this this might be the route I'll go? My dad coached football growing up. Um, Since my, he played, he kind of probably gravitated to it, He played, and then right? 
was a GA at at two at Lehigh or at Bucknell and Morgan State. Okay. Um, so two teams I've played in my career. That's you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, even growing up, my dad was a high school coach too. So he was someone who, for me, always. I mean, I was always really close with him, and it was, I guess, kind of the, one of the things we always bonded with. And so for me, I always loved the game, and I saw that he loved the game too. So for me, right. I kind of. As, as well as him, fell in love with it. And it's always definitely been something that has been uh, something around in the family. So, You know, take me back to, to high school and, and your decision to, to go to JMU. Talk about that and, and how that all transpired again because you walked on here. You didn't get a scholarship. Um, where else were you looking? How, to, how about that process and how that all worked? I mean, I come in, and I'll, I'll always tell guys, I was a kid with zero offers, zero looks. Zero offers, huh? Zero offers out of high school. Um, and now you're I on the 5-0 and FBS football team. Yeah, and I'm a starter for <laughs> And you're a so starter. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a long way, but I think some for me, I, was, I always knew I was capable of doing it. And I guess it was just one of those things where I played quarterback my entire life until my okay. senior year. Finally made the switch to safety, and senior year of high school, we were 15-1, and one, won the state championship. Did you? Uh, I had some pretty good stat lines, and it kind of helped me at least after the season ask teams and figure it out. Uh, my pitching coach for baseball knew Donnie Kirkpatrick, who was the, all, the old offense coordinator here. So he was kind of the one that helped me get the foot in the door here. And then I met Coach Trot, who was really one of the reasons I came. He's a great coach, and Jamie was one of the few teams that gave me a preferred walk-on. So – it was kind of one of those things where even though it was my only – one of my only <laughs> looks, I, I loved this school and I yeah. loved the university. So, for me, it was an easy decision because it was one of my only decisions. <laughs> you mentioned Coach Trot. How influential has he been throughout your journey? I mean, we stay in touch. We still stay in touch to really? this day. Wow. That's cool. So, he's one of those guys who I know I can – if I ever need anything, he'll always answer the call for me. And I think you can ask any – you can ask Q and Chuck and any of the guys who played for him. He's a probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He's, but he's also an amazing person, and he really Appreciate does care for you. So that's one thing that I think was a big decision too is meeting him and mm-hmm. getting to know him and uh, his pedigree as well. I mean, he played, coached with Belichick for the Patriots and had this great resume as well. So it was something that, for me knowing like after I'm done playing, I do want to get into coaching. So. Yeah. One, so even then, it was one of those things where football doesn't pan out. I always got him <laughs> as a reference. That's right. No so. doubt. It's a good one to have. Yeah. I, you know, it's amazing. Is like he, he never forgets anything either. Never. I still get happy birthday texts. Now, they're, they're not PG rated because it's just, you know, <laughs> Trot likes to give me a hard time. And, uh, and I think he would have given you a hard time. But if, you, if Trot's not giving you a hard time, that means he probably doesn't like you. Right. So yeah. you one want him guys. to give you a hard time. No but doubt. he was great. No. We're talking to senior safety Francis Meehan. And, and how about your journey here for your six years? Because being a walk-on, if you're a highly recruited guy, then you're probably going to get a little more opportunity than, than maybe the walk-on. But but you came in, you probably had the mindset that, hey, I'm as good as these guys. Talk about that and just the journey that you had to kind of fight to get playing time those first three or four years. Yeah, I mean, when I came in, I came in with five safeties, three of them on scholarship. So for me, like just from there, it's a – it's a disadvantage. So <laughs> yeah, the numbers game wasn't in your num- favor. Yeah. No, it, and it really wasn't. And so for me, it was one of those things where it was a constant battle. And for me, it was just always I, – I always had to try to find an edge over him. So for me, like, 
I always just used myself just wanting to be the smartest player on the team, if that. And, of course, through my journey, I've had my fair share of surgeries. I've yeah. I've had to overcome those. I think in my in my tenure, I've had five. So it's have you really? I didn't yeah, realize that. So not a lot of people know that. And <laughs> so for me, it's always it's always been. You can always say it's been an uphill battle. Even even now, I'm still not satisfied with anything that I do. I mean, there's always room to grow. And so yeah, it's always been an uphill battle. And kind of for me, it's just knowing that the few chances you get, you gotta you gotta show something. Yeah. At least you gotta keep. You have to give them a reason why to keep putting you out there. We mentioned the 21 season where you had the pick against Maine, and, and you got to play in, in, in those games that year. But then last year you finally got to, to get on the field and, and be a starter at times. Was that kind of where you – not that you didn't feel like you didn't belong, but last year was that kind of the, the year that, all right, this is, this is why it's all been worth it? Yeah, for sure. Um, going into that season, I kind of knew in the back of my head, like, I, I have a chance to do something special. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I'm more than capable of going on the field and, and – being a reliable starter and that was the thing for me so when I finally got the chance it was nice and it took a it took a little bit it took pretty much until the Georgia Southern game to finally start I guess being trusted by your coaches and other players that I am capable of doing it so for me it was one of those things where once I got the chance I, I just couldn't give it back <laughs> um, so for yeah, me no it's doubt. It was the preparation, just always staying in film in the playbook, and just always just making sure that I was prepared enough. Is that something that you've always loved, kind of that preparation, the grind to, to just get better? Yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm, and I think very much from my dad, it's a thing that I've, I love doing yeah. is, is getting in film and trying to, at least from a defensive perspective, see what they want to do see who their favorite guys are, what, what formations they like, and all that stuff. So it, for me, it's always... Films always helped me because I might not be the fastest. I might not be the strongest, stuff like that. But I know that if I have, like, a slight edge on you from the mental standpoint, I might be able to get myself Mm -hmm. in those positions to make the interception, the pass breakup, the tackle. Was that kind of the UVA play, too? Because that was a play they ran earlier. Yeah. It was this – Did you read that that way? It was kind of one of those things where before the play we were all scattered, and once the play developed, I kind of saw, I kind of saw the picture. I saw it. It was the exact same thing they did to score their first touchdown. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, it it put me in the right spot. So it just recognition stuff like that. At any point in time, with those five surgeries, the six years going through all this, the trials and tribulations, was there ever thought about, eh, maybe I'll just hang it up. Or go, or go somewhere else or do something in the year now, now the years of the transfer portal right now. Yeah. Um, for me, definitely stepping away was definitely always a thought. Was it? it? I mean, especially like when you come back and maybe you're not as strong as you used to be or, or maybe you're not moving as fast. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, even this past year, like going to my sixth year when I knew I was, I had the opportunity to play a lot and stuff like that, but it's like, do I still have it? Like, and, and it's an, and it's You're an old question. I mean. I'm an older guy. I'm coming <laughs> off a of surgery. Like, I'm not feeling like I used to. Um, so it's a, it was a constant mental battle. Now I think that's the hardest thing about surgery because yeah. when you're when when you're recovering, it's just you in the training room. So it's a lot of you versus you battle. And I think having a great support group between my parents, 
my teammates, all my friends. Like, it's one of those things that where they helped me through it as much as the training staff did. And mm-hmm. it's definitely a thought. And then for me, I guess transferring was – it was always – like, it was always one of those things where you could talk about. For me, I, I never really – ever thought I would actually do it and I and I don't know if it was more like me being real with myself and like oh I don't have enough film or I don't have like almost giving myself an excuse to stay <laughs> um but yeah I mean for me I've, I always loved JMU and I've always been a person where you finish what you started mm-hmm. so for me I've, I've always kind of wanted to finish out as a JMU it's kind of the culture of this program man it's mm-hmm. just there's not a lot of guys I mean there's some guys that leave but not as many as most places. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just kind of how this place is. Again, we're talking to Francis Meehan's safety for the Dukes. They get set for Georgia Southern coming up this week. You mentioned you want to be a coach after after it's all said and done. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, that's the plan right now. High school, college, does it matter? Preferably college. Okay. Um, something about college I like. Just I think it's just also the fact of, like, the age group. I think it's very much a, an age group where you can grow the most as a person. I mean, at least for me, I've – from being 18 years old now to turning 24, <laughs> you've grown I'm, up a little I'm bit, 24 you? next month. <laughs> so I mean, even for me, like it's where you make the the most growth, I guess, as a as a human. You so be- you become a man, right? Yeah, basically, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm a grown man now. If you really think about it, if it wasn't if it wasn't for scholarship checks, I I'd have to pay my own rent. So <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Say, enjoy it. Stay in seventh I'm, or eighth year if you can. Yeah, I'm embracing it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's one of those things where you gotta, where you definitely see the most growth as a person. So I've, I think as a coach too, it's one of those things where you can shape someone's life if you're influential enough. So I think that's kind of the fact about it too. I think that's a cool thing to see. Are you a One Tree Hill fan? I'm not. Being from Wilmington, North Carolina, but it's <laughs> it's something that they. I mean, they filmed at my middle school and did they really? Uh, yeah. So like, it's so funny because I didn't really know about it until. After the fact, I, like <laughs> way after the fact, I had no clue. And then, I guess when I got here, it was when I understood like that's a talking piece, I guess, from where I'm from. So <laughs> I just got turned on. Chad Michael Murray was na- my neighbor too. Like really, and I didn't, I didn't know where he was from, and <laughs> I just knew he was famous. Like lived down the street, and I always had some really cool Halloween setups, and that's nice. all I knew about that's him. It. <laughs> Uh, all, right. all right, give me some keys. We'll get back to, to football. Give me some keys for this weekend for you guys against Georgia Southern. Don't let them get beat. Don't get beat deep, I think, is the big thing for us. Let everything play in front of you. Trust your eyes. And win your one-on-ones and do your job. Having played them a year ago and doing what they did, does that help you just kind of understanding their concepts and what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, going into last game, they they definitely – hit a lot of our our weak spots in our zones and stuff like that and it was one of those things where I mean we see what they did last year and then if you look at what they did this year they're very similar so it's one of those things where playing them once already kind of helps you at least have an understanding Mm -hmm. and then just kind of them repeating the same pattern I could probably go on with you for a lot longer but we've got to get to coach Lem as well but (laughs) my man I appreciate you it was a pleasure thank you absolutely thanks for coming on good luck this weekend thank you